Gascoigne going to have a crack? He is, you know. Oh, I say! This is Filthy Shambles, Season 3, Episode 1. We are back for a new season. It's pre-season. Tottenham are back in training. Are Tottenham back? Are we back? I know Dan will probably agree we're, we're, we're back. How you doing, Dan? Yeah, good, mate. And we are back. Spurs are back, hopefully. Yeah, yeah. That's that wasn't very convincing. Um, someone who definitely won't agree with either of us is Chris. How are you doing, Chris? Very well, very well. I'm fully enjoying my summer break apart from the ashes, but yeah, I'm in, I'm enjoying it. You never know, by the end of this pod, you might have us believing. Yeah, you're going to be the miserable one, no doubt. You're going to bring a bit of balance to the enthusiasm that we've got because we're, we're drinking the Kool-Aid again because that's that's what Spurs fans, that's what we have to do because if we're not drinking the Kool-Aid, what's the point? You know, you want to, you, you put good energy into something, you're going to get good energy back. Unless your manager's Portuguese or Italian. But anyway, um, let's get cracking then because we've got a fair bit to talk about, which is nice because it now feels like it feels like football is kind of back again. You know, we, we had the fixture list a few weeks ago. We've seen Spurs sign some players, which we'll we, we get on to. And, and obviously, we've got the big man himself, Ange, at Hotspur Way with his coaching staff out on the field. We're getting. Lots of video footage of the training, the one-touch training. We're getting video footage of the players. At the moment, all smiles because you know, they've not been told to pack their bags, I guess. Um, Chris, I'll start with you, mate, because you know we might as well start on a low and then work towards a high. Um, <laughs> <laughs> actually, do you know what? Let, let's actually, before we do that, you, you, mentioned, um, um, you mentioned to me last week that you, were, you had to travel... Um, over the weekend to go and watch a Spurs Legends game. What was what was that in I, aid of, mate? What, what was the backstory to all that? So the Yorkshire Spurs had set up a, a match between themselves and, uh, uh, well, I mean, when I reel off some of the names in a minute, I mean, legend in quotes, um, for, in aid of prostate cancer. Okay. Um, so me and my old man... Yeah, very much so. So me and my old man travelled down yesterday for that. Um, about an hour and 40 minutes for us in the car for that one. Um, so Michael Dawson was the manager for for the Yorkshire Spurs. Um, so he was, he was you know, you can imagine Good what Dawson's like. Yeah, very yeah. much so. Um, pictures, photographs, chatting to everybody. Um, and for the, for the Spurs legends, you had um, Jimmy Walker in goal. Um, who's I think more of a West Ham legend than the the, the Spurs yeah that's one. a bit bizarre yeah. okay um, we had Stuart never caught at the back okay um, Pascal Chimbonda was playing um, David Howells uh, Darren, oh, Kas- Darren Kasky okay uh, Kevin Watson Paul McVeigh but the, bizarrely we had a special guest playing and I couldn't work out who he was to begin with but he scored a hat trick in the second half. And it turned out to be Jude Bellingham's dad. Uh, why? Wait, what? Yeah. Why and how? I've no idea. I couldn't find out <laughs> why, why. Why he was there? He was down as a special guest on the program, 
Um, but yeah, he's a, he's he's. A oh, did he play player. professional football? I mean, does he have a background in the, in the professional I game? I, I honestly don't know, but if he didn't, he must have played at a very high amateur level because he 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 looked a good player, and Sign he was probably yeah, and he was probably in his fifties. But yeah, but no, it was a, it was a great day, and the and the and the raised over ten grand for for prostate cancer. So oh, you know, amazing. that's what that, that's what it's all about, really. So no, yeah, very, no, very, exactly. A good, a good enjoyable afternoon. Yeah, um, Dawson. I've probably told this story before, but Michael Dawson. There was there was a there was a a, um, a time period a, a few years back where I kept bumping into him in Epping. Like he was in boots. He was you know walking along the high road. He once stood out my front door because I, I used to live in this flat on the high road, this beautiful flat. And he and because it was it was kind of the front door was basically next to the Holland and Barrett. Um, he was just waiting for someone who was in the shop, I think, and he just had to say, "All right, mate, can you get the fuck out of the way, please, mate? I got open my front door." I didn't actually say those words exactly, but um, lovely guy, Re- really, really yeah, wonderful guy. I mean, he's pr- um, he's probably from the northeast. He, he's you know his family are from North Allerton, so he's okay. You see him on the on the train back up north all the all the time when he's been at Spurs or or whatever. Um, so no, he's a, he's a great lad. Obviously, you yeah, can see top, why top he's, why he's an ambassador for the club, and also. A pundit. I know Sky Sports and everything. You know, often we're not that fond of them unless Flav is representing um, on some of their shows. But you know, it's it's great that Spurs have actually got a, a pro Tottenham pundit um, on on one of the the, the, the main broadcasters, which Absolutely. isn't always the case. So okay, let's just bring it back to the the, the here and now um, from old classical legends to a potential new one. Chris, a very simple question for you, mate. Is Ange Postacoglu bigger than Bill Nicholson? <coughs> um, wow. Um... <laughs> <laughs> no, okay, okay, seriously. What, what's your gut feeling? Because for people listening that might not know, Chris is a little bit, um, like, like a, a fair few Spurs fans are, I guess you're a little bit protective of getting emotionally tied into the narrative of here we go again, Spurs are going to do something special. You have reservations. So is there anything that you've seen that's maybe pulled you a little bit back into into our narrative, the positive narrative? Yeah, I think it's still very early in his, in his tenure to, to be... To, uh, ultimately, I want to be proven totally and utterly wrong, egg on my face, everyone take the mick. Um, but I just... I, I, I struggle to see what it is that he's going to change to make us a successful size um, based on what he's doing in his career. I appreciate that he's done very well at Celtic and um, his team in Japan, whose name escapes me at this moment in time. Um, <laughs> this is this is a whole new level. This is, this is nothing like he's ever managed before. Um, and I, like I say, I hope I'm, I hope I'm totally wrong, um, but it's gonna. It's gonna. It can only take time to, to whether we'll know that or not. Um, it's just one of them things. I, I'm not gonna sit here and slag the guy off because he's only been in the job 72 hours. Um, you know, the proof will be on the pitch at the end of the day. Which is fine. Which is fair. I mean, the, look, look. Let's be honest. I think everybody had reservations about absolutely everything. You know, just. 
you know, anxiety related to football is just a defensive mechanism. It's just an, an awareness to be prepared for things to go wrong because it isn't like, oh, it always goes wrong for Spurs. Yeah, fair enough. It goes wrong for basically most football clubs if wrong is defined by very high criteria. You know, I've said it many times, Spurs are failing at the highest level. And is that actually failure? Well, potentially it is failure, right? Because we should be doing a lot better than... We should be a lot more organised and a lot more... Have a lot more design to what we're looking to do for a club as big as we are. Often we 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 look like a bunch of cowboys. Do you know what I'm saying? So, um, so I think ultimately, I think ultimately, my issue is more with the board than the manager, um, because yeah, I don't believe yeah. I don't believe that they've employed the right man for the job, and um, that's not that's not Andrew's fault. Um, it, you know, I can't blame him for for wanting to take on the opportunity and, and having a crack at it. I, do you I feel like it'll be? Do you, do you feel like it'll be left like, like hung out to dry, so to speak, eventually? Well, I mean, you keep getting told that we need time and, and stuff, and, and I'm, I'll be honest, I've been you know following, traveling up and down this country for nearly twenty years now, and I'm just being sick. I'm sick of being told to be patient. Um, there's only so there's only so many times you can be told that. Um, Constantly a new dawn, a new manager. Um, I mean, we could go on to this all night, couldn't you, about the, the, the same old stories about, about Enoch and Levy and stuff, but I don't really want to go down that road. Um, like I say, I just want him to, I want him to prove us wrong, um, and I hope just, he does. Just on that, right, just before I, I kind of hand over to Dan to get his perspective on how he's feeling at this incredibly early stage, because he is a little bit tongue-in-cheek. We don't expect him. He's obviously not bigger than Bill Nicholson. I'm obviously taking the piss. I'm sure one or two people might have not kind of heard the irony and all that. But the the, the, the point I wanted to make is, do you think, Chris, though, that the way that we have hyper-defined everything in football now that nothing is seen as progress nothing is seen as as achievement or whatever uh, unless you're you're literally winning something at the back end of it right which is an incredibly difficult task you know to to do a lot of clubs outside of the elite that do pick up cups and people like well how come they won a cup and we can't it tends to be just it, it just tends to be out of sheer luck it's not like by design, you know. Teams teams don't don't say we're going to win the FA Cup this season. We're going to win the League Cup this season. They, you kind of fall into it. Even the Man Cities, okay, not so much the Man Cities because they kind of win things out of canter. But other clubs, they get into a position and then they consolidate when they're in that position, quarter final, semi final. And Spurs have have, have been um, very very casual in in those moments in recent years but it's not that we haven't tried it's not like we haven't got to cup finals and it's not like we've not endeavored to win things we definitely have been in a position to do so we just haven't delivered on the day and and yeah fair enough i mean you get fed up with it you know the amount of times that we do venture into those opportunities and still come up with nothing um, but my point being is, are you just just the, the final point on this, and we move on. What 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 do you define as? We're going to get onto expectations later, but just just for now, just as, to preempt it, what are you looking 
from Postacoglu and the Tottenham board for this season? Good question. Um, well, it has to be an improvement on last year's season where we finished. You know, we certainly can't be finishing any lower than lower than where we finished last year because, you know, that just it was descending into a farce going to some of them games last year. Um, yeah, I, I guess that the the he's, he's, he speaks the right thing. He says the right thing with regards to the football, and you know, yeah. that the football is better than it was last season. Um, certainly one of the signings that he's made will certainly help with that. Um, but my big thing, and it's probably, again, it's probably not even with the manager. Again, it's with the board. It's like they expect us to shell out an absolute fortune to watch this football club, but they don't act. They don't act in a way like a big club. Um, and and I think that's probably my big issue okay. is that it's, it's well, been... It's, Gone on, yeah. Like I said, you keep no, 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 no. All night and... Yeah, we can. What we're going to do, we we're, we're come back to expectations uh, towards the end of the uh, of, of the podcast. For anyone listening, we're, we're going to we're going to obviously record the podcast, and it'd be, it'd be free for everyone on on all the the normal apps. But if you're listening on Patreon, you'll get an extended bit that we're going to cover. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, Pochettino's legacy and uh, one or two other bits and pieces. Like, Dan, it's, it's your responsibility to, 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 to save this podcast because Chris has dug the shallow grave and he's getting, <laughs> he's getting ready to push Postagoglu into, into, the, into the grave. He's got his shovel at, at, to hand. Like, how are you feeling, mate? Pre-season uh, and, and everything. Yeah, at the moment, like, genuinely really positive. I think I've been able to kind of mentally... Um, have a clean slate coming into this season. Um, I generally don't think it can be as bad anywhere near as... I just don't think it's actually possible for it to be as bad as what it has been for the last few years. There's obviously been some highs result-wise in the last few years, as we've said before. But on the whole, I think everyone can agree that it's just been, you know, not at all to the standards that we want to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, considering what we'd had for the four years before, like, you know, before moving into the new stadium... Um, and so on, or the three, four years or whatever that we had. Um, but right now, like, I'm, I am just kind of like hyped about everything that's kind of happening around the club right now, um, purely just from a footballing perspective. Like, I just don't want to kind of like get too absorbed into too much of like um, just off field matters for the time being, I think, because. I think almost as a fan, I want to be starting the season with my best foot forward almost from a weird, if, if, if that kind of weirdly makes sense. Do you know, I, yeah, yeah. I want to be coming into it with positivity and um, I feel like that energy can transcend onto or transfer onto the pitch to a certain extent. I do think we're quite reactive in the grounds and stuff like that. So as long as we're seeing something completely different um, on the pitch, then I think it's going to be healthy for just the ground atmosphere and stuff like that throughout the season. But um, we seem to be doing bits in the window. I've really liked what I've heard from Ange already. Um, obviously, I think it's a bit tough. Uh, like, yeah. he's, he's very short bursts of, of interviews. And, mm. and and obviously, that, that comment he made to, to Madison where, where Madison asked him, you know, what 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 would I expect if I joined Tottenham? And, and, and Postacoglu basically said, whether you're here or not, you're going to see a very different Spurs yeah. this season. It's almost, even in that, if you want to read between the lines, like he's basically saying, you can fucking join us. If you want to join us, join us. We want you here. But whether you do or not, you ain't going to see the same Tottenham. And, and 
I know they're just words coming from a very big man, but it's a, it's a man that believes in what he's saying. And for me, it's just that very earthy, very um, organic, natural, not theatrical connection that he already has by just being who he is. Yeah. He's not and pretending to be Mr. Tottenham Hotspur. He's just being who he is. And, and that already kind of resonates towards what we have lacked under Conte and Mourinho. We haven't had, dare I say, that kind of father figure, that that person that you feel he's here because he gets it, he wants to be here, he wants to do a job for us. Yeah, I just don't think we've had a good representative for the club for three years now. Like, there's just not been anyone that's been in that dugout that we've been able to really kind of, I don't know, connect with properly and feel like they're, they're, they're one of us because it's just not felt like that at all. Like I think, again, it's those sort of things that we've had moments where, yeah, they, they're they in it and all that sort of stuff, but they're fleeting moments. Um, mm. Whenever there was a... With a left hook now, now, yeah, like, that's what now, I mean. Yeah. Like, it, it, I just don't... I think we've lacked that so much and we just... It goes back to what we said where at least this guy really does want to be here. Um, and he is seeing it. He's going to relish the fact that it is a huge step up for him, and it's his biggest challenge of his career so far. That it's a massive stage for him to prove himself, and I think it sounds like he's looking forward to doing it. And with Ange as well, it's more. It's less about what what impresses me with him, and the reason I'm kind of hyped about him. It's less about what he says because when he when he speaks, he seems. I think he says all the right things, and I think he sounds great when he speaks. He's a really good talker, um, and I think you can see why people are really motivated by him, like from the perspective of like being a player. Um, but it's more about what you've what I've heard other people have been saying about him. Um, just to, obviously when we started getting rumored with him, and then you've looked got all the, there's all the articles and stuff out there now that are written about him. Um, whether it's through the Athletic or Sky, whatever it might be. Um, and when you hear about the things that former players of his and coaches and whoever else what they say about him, like it's quite extraordinary, really. Like some of the things they say, like this guy is almost like godlike in terms of the stuff they say about him but they just the, I think the one sort of like consistent thing is that he he seems to instill so much belief in people that he seems to make them believe that they can be so much better than what they already are like that's the one kind of takeaway I would say from anything I've heard or now, read about you, him what would you say to what would you say to counter that because I know what Chris is probably thinking right now like yeah is is that the right person? I mean, what does that say about what we want to be doing as a football club? Because if you want to be competing against any of the top five, six teams this season, right? Yep. You kind of need elite players, and and arguably you you could you could say um, within reason that elite players are quite. Um, I mean, they're difficult to manage, but there's certain traits within their personality that you don't have to worry about. You know, they already believe they're the best of the best, and it's just them managing a collection of egos and trying to get the best out of how they all kind of fit together. Now, obviously, Spurs are not in a position to spend the money that Chelsea appear to be able to still do. So, yeah, are we are we are we still within our capacity, or is this just something that we that needs time? And I mean, when I say it needs time. We need to recover from the last four years, and the first thing that we need to do is actually feel like everyone is in it together again. That there is a there is a connection to the players and the manager, and therefore a connection to the football that we're watching. And it's about the fundamentals, and we need someone like this because because if it was Potter, 
you know, or if it was one or two other managers from, you know, the Brighton manager, maybe one or two others that have been mentioned, what difference would it actually be other than the Premier League experience? There wouldn't be that much difference, right? Really? No. If you're talking about man management, you're talking about player management. So do you think he's he's the right fit for the position we have found ourselves in because of the board? Or do you, you, do you actually lean a little bit? What's your defence against maybe what Chris might say? And sorry, Chris, if I'm talking for you here. Well, I kind of am. Um, that he's he's probably not the the type of personality that we need in in terms of you know if, if personal. I mean, pers- bigger, bigger. Than yeah, I mean, per- personality wise, then like I think he's got I think he's got personality in abundance. As I said, I've, in terms of like self belief and the things he says, I don't think he's a shrinking violet. This is a 59 year old guy. After a while, like he's not some. He's not. He, do you know what I mean? He's not. He's not green at all in terms of management or or, or life experience. So I don't think that there's going to be much that deters him in that respect. Um, but in terms of, I think obviously it comes down to experience at the top level. That's what I think. Like the real kind of like um, why the, in terms of like why people are a bit conservative maybe towards him right now is because ultimately he's only managed in Australia, Japan, and Scotland. And I'm not ever going to sit there and pretend that that's the same level of football as managing in the Premier League because it isn't, obviously. All I can say is that he has won absolutely everything there is to win in all of those places that he's been in, um, bar obviously like the Champions League with um, Celtic. And he's won the Asia Cup with Australia as well. And he's never going to win the World Cup with Australia. So I think in terms of self-belief, like he's got no reason to not believe in himself in being able to make this club do things because yeah. he's still done it wherever he's been. Um, and then in terms of, you know, is he the sort of person that is is the right profile sort of level for our club? There's plenty. You've got to remember, like, there's plenty of managers who have who have managed who once upon a time never managed at a big club. Everyone makes that step up at some point. Um, I think we're just scared because he's obviously weary step up, aren't we? And what if it goes wrong? I just think that you know we can look. I think you can. Both ways of looking at it are perfectly valid. I think you can look at it in that way and be very apprehensive about it. Um, I just think personally that we, you know, I, I don't. I don't see loads of difference apart from the fact that Pochettino had managed in the in the Premier League for a bit before coming uh, before coming to to Spurs. Obviously, um, I don't see why he can't do something similar. Or better, even. Yeah. It, just, yeah. it just depends on what happens, of course. Okay. All right, that's that, that's fair enough. Chris, um, the players returned <laughs> to Hotspur Way uh, this this uh, this week, and uh, you do you you uh, you you okay with them? You know, are you okay with uh, professional footballers walking back into their office? <laughs> um, you know, in in, in various. Uh, really? Colourful drips and and, and 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 the rest of it. I mean, what what are you thinking here? Anyone you just kick out the club because you didn't like the way they 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 left their car? Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, look, it's ridiculous, right? If anyone doesn't know, people reacted to a video on social media of Spurs players just turning up to work, and people were furious about certain things, like why is he walking like that? Why is he? got his foot on a suitcase why does the i mean it's just i don't know whether we just make this shit up at this point because we just have nothing to say about something and feel that we need to say something about it um 
thoughts, Chris, on this very important subject and topic that needs to be dissected? I mean, people have their favourites and the ones they dislike, don't they? I mean, you know, you have that with every every club and every team up and down the country. Um, and some people, for some reason, seem to like posting on, on social media about it. And I, I really don't. I really do. It's all a bit very childish for me. Um, you know, they walked what, preach, ten mate, yards, preach. walked ten yards from the car. Into, <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. Was, you know, ultimately, all, all it's showing is who was actually come back to training. You know, it's the ones who weren't playing in the international break. Yeah, um, exactly. I, I just start just to stop being a child and just just let it, let, let, it, them, it, let them walk it, in the door. You know, it, it is interesting. I think I think someone posted how these guys don't know how lucky they are. You know, and it's like, mate, what what do you expect them to to do to kind of jump out the car with cones and put the cones down and kind of just work their way to the front door training already already dressed up in their in their in 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 their training uh i mean uh, I, I their presume, shorts and studs and the rest of it i mean it's just it's just mad i presume they all they all want everyone to be a bit like what Basuma was he just seemed so happy to be back and and you know very positive about the fact that he's back in training which he will be because he had such a bad injury and and he only got to play the sort of last two or three games at the end of the season, so he'll be buzzing to be back and 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 proving people that you know he is a, a very very good footballer. Um, but at the end of the day, it, it's just gives some it just gives someone something to moan about, and I think people enjoy it. I mean, well, you know, it says a lot coming from me, but um, yeah, I think people will always try and pick at something and. I'm sure if they, if they do another training video tomorrow, they'll, they'll pick at something else. Yeah, I mean, it was it was Endon Ballet that was was getting uh, exactly pick, yeah, picked I mean, on. So it's just you could see I mean, where I, there was. I would certain... argue, he, I would argue, he shouldn't be here just because he should have been sold. That it, it's irrelevant the fact of how he how casually walked into the training ground. Um, I, I couldn't care less. He doesn't. He doesn't have to try very hard to put, to piss people off, though, does no, it? Like, he? I think that there's a, nah. there's a there's a there is a bit of an agenda. Like he's the scapegoat right now, right? Like Hoybjerg leaves if it, well, if Hoybjerg leaves, and it it will be him, won't it? So yeah, there's always someone. Exactly. No, it's it, it's it's well, let's. It's, it's very petty. Very yeah, no, it is. It is probably we probably spent way more time on 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 just trying to invalidate. Um, Twitter and I think and there's, there's, there's another there's another thing going on that's very petty at the moment as well and okay. I don't know if you, could, if you were going to bring it up and it's a certain ex-manager's first interview that yeah that's on the running order or um, we, we we will be talking about that on the Patreon so, uh, section yeah, so hold hold hold, we'll leave, hold we'll the fault there yeah 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 because I've got a few things to say about that. I'm sure we all we all have I mean Dan I mean let's let's not just we don't have to dissect this because it's just ridiculous I just thought it was, it was hilarious that there were people genuinely trying to make these big bold statements about a social media video where you know people are just coming to work. Um, but it was interesting seeing some of the faces and, and, and kind of remembering that there, there's, there's quite a few people that probably won't be here at the start of the season. I mean, we didn't see Gio LaCelso, obviously, because of because of the Argent, Argentinian... Argentinian? Is that right? Can't say yep. Yeah, okay, sorry. So Argentine, Argentinian, um, international duty, he wasn't there... Um, and obviously, all the all the others weren't there. Kane and the rest. Um, mm. 
but you you kind of you kind of you kind of remember you know Endon Ballet and and Brian Hill and and one or two others where you're thinking yeah you you surely you're on, I mean we we've got bloated squad right for what is a season without european football we've got domestic cups but we need we need a streamlined squad um actually let's get back to that let's 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 actually talk about the positive thing right we signed madison uh, we've signed from the looks of it uh manna solomon who's on a who's a free we're supposedly supposedly at the start of this podcast when we start recording we had unofficially signed mickey van der ven but but what i'm reading now is that there is strong interest in the player, which I think has always been the case. But there's no agreement at the moment. And I think Alistair Gold has just dropped... Uh, I don't want to call it an anti-Levy article because he's probably talking the truth. Just around Tottenham's transfer weaknesses. I don't know what the article has other than what I'm seeing people say that Spurs always get the second target rather than the first target. So let's just say that we do sign we we sign Mads, we're gonna sign Solomon on a free. He's a winger, he's young. Let's say we get Mickey in as well. You happy with that with that? Are you happy with those signings up to this point? Or do you think Spurs are once again not signing the one the the players that we we are also linked with, with like going for the second tier uh options rather than the first tier options? Yeah, but the thing is, the the, the the first tier options are still options that no one's fucking heard of. Like, so if we talk about centre backs, like Tap Sober was the first choice, like because yeah. he was like the one that's being banged on about the most. It doesn't. I don't think you could rule out that we still won't get him. For instance, now we might not. But my point is, is like we we haven't heard of any of them. So if they shift from one to another, it might be because they just think they're going to be the better fit for the club. I don't, I, I genuinely don't think that we're at the point of just going for cheap options and stuff like that. Because if that's the case, there's plenty of cheaper players you can get out there than James Madison. So like, I think we're signing players according to what. Um, the manager and the, and the and the and the scouts that he's obviously working with and it, who they think are going to be right for what he wants next season. Um, and I'm, there's, I'm, I think the only other thing as well I, I, yeah. that I would just kind of say is there's 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 always a first time that you hear about players as well. Like there's plenty of players you've never heard of that you end up with that Spurs have signed, right? Luka like, Modric. Luka Modric, um, Dimitar Berbatov, Jan Vertonghen. You've been, these aren't players that you're just hearing about all the time. Um, and then one day that these names just come up and then next thing you know, you've signed them. And some of them turn out to be brilliant and some of them turn out to be not so brilliant. But unfortunately, like that's just every single club signs players. Like Don't think that Liverpool haven't signed duds in the last few years themselves. There's a couple of players that you just won't even be able to name that they just sign, haven't really worked and then they go for less for less money like the point is all clubs do it um i think that people are too fixated these days on transfer fees they want every single player that you sign to be 50 million after time um and i think the solomon one's weird because like in terms of the criticism that we're seeing towards that the most odd criticism i've seen about it from people is that they were saying um is he any better than lucas and it's like well Yes, because Lucas can't fucking play football anymore. Barely, like apart from that goal that he scored on the last um, day of the season, like 
there's just not much he's been able to do for God knows how long. And this Solomon, he's been playing for Fulham in the Premier League. Like, we might be signing him from Shakhtar, but he's not been playing for Shakhtar. It's bizarre, you know? isn't it, this 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 thing? Even people that do know more about football than than I do, and that's... Uh, let me quantify that. What I mean is there's people that, that do dive into the numbers and the stats and there's people that really look into the analytical side and they look at all the data and, and I this is this is look, I, I'm just I'm just firing shots at the extra inch. That's what I'm doing. I might as well just say. I know I, I know those guys, so I'm not really firing I'm fuck it, I'm firing shots. I don't care. There's a lot of finality around some of their opinions. I mean Bardi's the worst for it, no doubt, because he'd just say, No, I don't rate him. Why? Because I don't rate him. And, and that's it. There's no growth. I, I, I would like to be proved wrong. Okay, but sometimes you don't need to be... You don't have to prove yourself right in the first instance. It's okay for you to say, do you know what? I don't know. I, I don't know how this is going to turn out. But that's essentially where I'm at. Yeah, exactly. Like, so. I mean, you, you got to let, there's got to be growth, right? I think people want to see evidence of an end product we, we, and I don't just mean about individual players just just the general output and I get it we're tired and exhausted and we want we want to see Spurs do the right thing but okay you want to see Spurs do the right thing that does unfortunately Chris cover your ears does require patience in this moment within the context of what we're doing right now because there's no way I mean, there is a way, but there's no way the Spurs are going to just hit the ground running and do, and and, do, and work magic in the first season and do wonders in the first season. I think that it's going might... to be slow. I think the it's start of the season slow, is right? going to be slow. And, yeah, there's, it's, it's going to be, like, I think some tense moments and stuff like that, but I don't yeah. doubt that we'll come out the other side because we've still got some quality players here and we're adding we to that. We have to dig deep. And and I get it. You know, Manor Solomon, I've forgotten about him. You know, I've... I've Genuinely had forgotten about it. And why would I remember uh, when when my mind was polluted with what we were watching, you know, at Spurs? I'm not going to make time to remember what was going on at Fulham and other football clubs. Um, yeah, he's a free, and he's he's probably be seen. Be, be, he's probably perceived as a bit of a free shot. And yeah, okay. Some people don't rate him; they don't see what he can offer. Uh, again, I, I I know it gets boring. I'm going to bring it up again. But we did the same thing with Danny Rose and the five-year contract. And you just we just need to remember we don't know everything. And we can't predict what's going to happen. And often things fall into place because of because of what's happening around a particular player. So you I don't really want to want to mention the other P word, but if you look at Pochettino. He did get, you know, he was lucky to have had Rose and Walker, and then it wasn't really down to luck what he was able to do with them because it was his graft that turned them into the the two best fullbacks or wingbacks in 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 the country. But it's just the other elements that fall into place in and around those players, and 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 and, and often it is circumstance it is luck it is a number of different things and and I think what we had under Pochettino is something that I think Postacoglu is going to do and that's give us an identity like the not just from our perspective but I think the players don't know who they are um so I'm happy I mean Madison I mean Chris you're happy with Madison right Oh, hundred percent. I caught the last podcast I was on was I think we did the one the day after Leeds game we were talking about players to come in in the summer, and and Madison was certainly 
top of my list. Uh, I, I'm absolutely over the moon that he's come in. Um, Thirty, well, essentially thirty million with Harry Winks going the other way. Um, lots of Newcastle fans who I know are devastated that he hasn't that he hasn't signed for them. Um, I think it's a brilliant signing. Uh, yeah, I've got no absolutely no issues with that. I've got no real issues with the with the centre backs that are being linked. I've got no issues with even with Solomon coming in. This this is this one has clearly been on on the on the go for some time because I remember uh, Jack Pidbrook in the Athletic had, had reported this back in the May that we were trying to get him for free. So it's not something that's just sort of like become available in the last week or so. This has obviously been ongoing for a long for a long time. Um, yeah. So I've got no real issues with with I maybe mean, I don't know anything. It's probably the fact that it's it's the unknown, a bit like the manager. It's the unknown about everything. No one knows, other than probably Madison. No one really knows how these signs are going to go. But if anyone was thinking we were going to end up with the likes of Bastoni and, and Garvador, I mean, and I, I mean, even if Conte had stayed and would got top four. I would, I would argue it would have been a struggle to still say yeah, players. Yeah, 100%. How are the Geordies, um, uh, how are your neighbouring Geordies taking the Madison signing? Oh, I mean, I mean some are giving it the old, oh, you know, we didn't want him anyway. But yeah. it's obviously, obviously a, load of, a load of tosh. Same with the guy that's now gone to Liverpool, whose name I can't pronounce either. Um, yeah. So... Don't worry about pronouncing footballers' names. We don't do that. We don't do that very well on this podcast. It's not. We, yeah. It's not what we do here. For, for some reason, for some reason, I just, I just fancy that Madison would, would come to us, regardless of the Champions League football. Um, and and I think it's true. I don't know if you've watched that twelve-minute video that Spurs put together of him going through his medical and and the interviews and the and the trip to the stadium and the club shop. He, he genuinely looks over the moon to be at Spurs. I mean, you'd argue he's probably been the, the daft sort, like and thinking, well, why are you so happy to be at Spurs? But he—that's he, what it seems to be. There seems to be over the moon to be be at Tottenham, and and I think you know, like what the fighting cock have heard, or and lots of people have heard that this again, this is another one that's been ongoing for a long time. Conte probably should have signed him last summer, but bizarrely decided against it. Um. Or you could even argue you should have signed him when he left Coventry seven years ago. It, it just it just always seems to have been destined that he was going to be a Spurs player. And he's and and even a couple of the Newcastle fans said yesterday he he, he is a, like a, what you would call a typical Spurs player. So I, I, I'm absolutely delighted. And we've we, we, we've missed that, right? We haven't had that kind of and we haven't had an, an attacking midfielder for ages. And it's quite interesting to see how how this is going to work. Whether Kulisevsky plays at number eight. You know what we do with the new winger. What we do with with Madison threading balls through to Kane because Kane won't be leaving this season. I even I haven't even got Kane on the the running list uh, on the running order by the way because I didn't bother that. that. Yeah, I'm, there's no point. There's no point. I mean, no, I'm, I'm right. hearing, I'm hearing he's not he's not going anywhere this summer and he's not talking to anyone this summer. I think tactically it kind of makes sense that he can leave on a free next next year. But we can get to that once he's back I mean, if you look, from... If, if, just jumping on the, on the Solomon deal for a second. Yeah. I mean, you know, the little clips that I... You know, I can't say that I watched every single minute of him playing for Fulham last year, but some of his goals that he scored... You know, he scored five or six goals. He, he did get a bad injury at the start, and then he came in and scored a few goals. You know, I would... Some crackers I'd, I'd, and ha- all. I'd, yeah, I'd happily take him. I mean, you know, bless him, Dan Juma tried when he was a bit like actually allowed to get on the pitch um but if you had the option of signing Solomon for free or Dan Juma for 35 million it's, it's no a brainer a bit of a no brainer isn't it really 
and 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 if that means concentrating more funds towards you know which we all know is the centre back position, then that, I'm all for it. I've yeah, absolutely no issue with it whatsoever. I'm I'm trying to get hold of this Alistair Gold article. Um, I'm just having some uh, browser issues at the minute, as you do, uh, because I, I don't know whether the gist of it is that Spurs are just going to sign Mickey Van Der Ven and then re-sign Longley and then be done with it. I mean, I bloody hope not, because it's going to... Thank you, Dan. I've just seen you've sent me the link, um, because that would not be great. I mean, just as, just as I have a little quick th- uh, quick read through this, Dan, I mean... It's only, just, to, just to jump in for two seconds, it's only, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. it's only the 3rd of July. Things, I know, mate. Surely, I know, things, I know. Do you know what I mean? Things can change. Hopefully, you know, Dave will disappear off anywhere. Um, I, I really don't think Dai will go this summer. I think, like Kane, I think you'll see out another season... Mm. And then and then we'll go. Tanganga needs to leave for his own career. Um, even the likes, I mean, you go at the fullback. Reggion needs to leave for his career. Joe Rodon as well. Joe, yeah, Joe Rodon, another one who, again, just for his own career's sake, will need to go on. So if we, if you if you were to sell three centre halves, that leaves essentially Romero and Dyer. You're going to need two, if not three, centre backs. Um, so. I wouldn't be surprised in the slightest if if we get this the the Dutch lad in and tap sober. Um, bearing in mind, of course, you know, and these things shouldn't matter. That tap sober be disappearing off to the African Nations Cup in January, so he's, he could miss six or seven weeks of that. Well, we, um, we've got Son as well. It, yeah, it's, it's, it's gonna we're gonna lose him and Basuma. Um, so we kind of we definitely need to be we need to be protective. Of the squad and protective of of whatever momentum we have going by. I mean, by you that could argue, you could argue you'd be more concerned if Tapsoba was the only centre back that came in. Yeah. And, he dis- and then he disappears off in January, and and then he goes. And then you've off got Dyer January. coming in or Longley, and that's it. And then, you know, he, heaven forbid he gets injured when he's there. You know, so it, it can't be easy just being able to just pick a load of centre backs. As much as we would love it to happen. And, we, and as much as we need it to happen, you know, it, just gradual. I think that's how we're going. Uh, you know, that's probably a little bit contradictory for me. But um, well, look, let, let's uh, because I was going to ask Dan about who who might be next outside of uh, outside of the, the, the players that we have mentioned. I mean, Mickey Van der Ven never seen him play football. Meant to be really decent, quite young. Uh, Tapsoba, I guess he's. Better quality, more experience, um, and is is someone that we are supposedly looking at. Can we sign both centre backs? I mean, that would be mm. the dream. I mean, who else are you looking at, um, uh, Dan? And just just on the subject of the Alistair Gold article, it does appear that it's just a I think it's a, just an opinion piece on on Spurs' history with not selling players. Like we've got a lot of players that we need to get rid of, right? And we just struggle to sell them. I guess we have this kind of historic. But um, I think we've got plenty of players that we won't struggle to sell this summer. I really don't think it will be hard to shift Sanchez, Tanganga, Lacelso, them three specifically. It, like, that feels I don't like think... it's restricting us, right? Because we 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 need to bring players in, but we also need to shift a lot well, of these players look, back out. It doesn't look like it's restricting us, though, does it? Not at the moment. No, like, at the moment. You've got to move them out for squad numbers more than money. 
like, let's be real, like it's not money that we're because we're not going to move them out for lots of money. These players, like, they're just not going to fetch that much dough, are they? Like Tanganga won't, not at all. He'll probably go to Italy for about twelve million quid or something. Um, and then you've got Lacelso, uh. you might be able to stump up some up some some money from Villa or Villarreal, but. Um, I mean, but 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 that's my but that's my point. Like, I don't think we're ever going to get loads of money for the players we're selling. I think the only player that you might get decent fee for is probably Hoyberg if he goes because he's just because think, he's played so many games. Well. Yeah. Well, I think he will go from all the noises that I suppose you've you've we've seen and heard and stuff like that. Um, it seems like the time's coming to an end um, for him, but I think he'll fetch a little bit of decent money, probably something close to thirty million or something. You think? Um, but I mean, in terms of other players, I, I think I don't really know. I mean, obviously, the only other ones I know we've 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 been mentioned with is Longley. I think I do think we'll end up re-signing Longley. I've just I don't know why. I've just got like this feeling that it's there. Do you know what I mean? Like I feel like if we don't get like let's say Tap Sober and Meki Van der Ven, then we'll probably get one of them and Longley. Um, and then uh outside of outside of him you've got Tosin at Fulham that seems to have gone well quite quiet I suppose we've not really seen anything else about that one since when it was being spoken about a lot yeah. a couple of weeks ago but we need um we're going to need um another another center midfielder as well um because you think like Benton is not back until October November oh shit of course you've yeah. got Madison you've yeah. obviously got Madison and Basuma you're going to think are going to be two of the three that are starting well, I guess Skip is chucked in there as an option as well right and if we it do can't lose... be I don't think it will be skipped though I think they've got they've, they've got to sign someone so um and ultimately if Hoybier is going to go as well it can't just be a case of Skip goes in because then I think Sars probably going to get a loan move or something like that Unless they unless they just keep skipping Saar. but I don't think you can wait for Benton Cause to come back because he ain't even going to be the same player straight away when he first comes yeah. back. It's, it's going to take him a while. while, so you might as well just sign sign someone up. Can um, your dog play centre midfield? I fucking do me head in, isn't he? So sorry about him, <laughs> but uh, I think he's shut up now. But um, sounds like he's a, like a Hoiberg fan to me. He's he's whoa, uh, whoa, 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 he's he's, he's box to box. I'll give him that. But um, whoa. okay. <laughs> <laughs> Let's, uh, let's move on quickly. Um... <laughs> Just before we move off the transfers, uh, unless I'm mistaken, I can't remember a summer where we've been linked with as little players as this. All the it's nice been... though, isn't it? It's yeah, nice yeah. not to have to. But it sounds like all the ones we are being all the ones we are being linked with seem to be actually quite firm, which makes a nice change. Like we've been linked with three players and pretty much signed three players. So, like, yeah, you know, long may that continue. I think. You'll still see plenty, as you've already said, Chris. It's what third of July, so you're going to see probably a lot happen between, like rumor-wise, between now and the end of um, August. So, obviously, you know, wait and see what happens and, in that side. Certainly, with certainly without going, a big thing that's coming up as well is the is the tour and how many players how many players actually get left off and don't travel. It's very true because um, uh, you've got don't forget you've got the likes of Lascelles and Dombelli as well. The they were left out last year. Yeah. Just so... quickly on 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 Tongai, just very very quickly, is there is there any potential? Any? Potential? I, do, I I I do think so. I personally oh, do. Oh. I've I've just Someone's I keep getting drink. this I, just, I keep getting this weird feeling with him that like he's obviously said I don't know how much you want to buy into it, but there was a soundbite that he said he wants to revive his Spurs career. 
it must come because with him as well, it, 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 he must sort of like get to a point himself where he knows he's got to turn things around a little bit if he's going to actually make something of his career. Like I know that he's obviously got a Serie A title to his name, but let's be real, he's not like one of the leading sort of like players in that title sort of like. He's, do you know what I mean? He weren't one of the main reasons they won it, so to speak. But like, he's 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 in a he's at a Premier League club, and if he was to sort of knuckle down and genuinely do what he's capable of doing, he could like have a brilliant career in England, which because it's the biggest league in the world. That's where he's going to get the most eyeballs on him. Um, I don't I don't, I don't know. Like, I, I'm leaning more towards him. Um, going don't get me wrong but I do just have this niggling feeling that out of him and the Celso the Celso I think has gone definitely gone um, but I just think Tangy they might just again with the midfielder thing say we can't get another midfielder that we feel is better than what we've got and Hoybio's leaving and we're waiting for Benton call maybe they give him a go I don't know <laughs> Look, anything can happen right Spurs are, Spurs are that club where the, the ridiculous seems to always, always be birthed um, but but part of me also thinks that we're a little bit more cutthroat and a little bit more ruthless, just definitely on the coaching perspective this season. I agree, like yeah. This, this tenure. So, I mean, if he's not cut out for it, and, that, that, and I mean by him, anyone at, at Tottenham, if if if, if Postacoglu just does not believe that this player is capable of doing what is being asked of him, then he's gone. It's, it's 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 interesting, right? Because we had a similar thing with Conte. Conte wanted very disciplined players that, that followed the instructions to the letter, to the millimetre. That's why Basuma, we didn't really see much of him to start off with. Mm. I know he was recovering from injury as well. But um, it's it's kind of the opposite here because what, what Angie's looking for really is it's the things that we want want to see. And, and I would imagine the things that footballers want to be doing on the pitch, and that is playing playing positive football on the front foot. Um, let's, uh, let, let's kind of sort of, I'm just conscious of time and we've got the Patreon extra bits to talk about. So I just want to fi- finish up on a couple of things. Uh, Chris, any opinions on Scott Munn? Like, do, do we, are we any closer to understanding what he's going to be doing? Does it matter? Do, do we, do we even care? Uh, uh, yeah, I think I'm, I'm probably in the, I do not care category. Um, why have I got him on my running order? Who who mentioned Scott I, Mann? I, I, to be fair, it was me that mentioned it because I, 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 I was hoping that someone I was hoping that someone would tell, hoping someone would tell me what he's going to do. Because oh, I know you, you haven't got a chance, mate. I've probably got. I, I could probably suggest like just some bits just from, from what I've sort of like read of what I know, which is just that he he is essentially just taking over control of on field and off field everything to do with football matters. He's the chief football officer, so. If you get a director of football, they report to him. They don't report to Daniel Levy. Um, Ange reports to Scott Munn. He doesn't report to Daniel Levy. Like it's he's he's very much like becoming that person between the playing squad and the chairman now. And I think he'll take over a lot of that footballing responsibility. Um, and we don't, we don't believe that they'll do it. Let's be honest. I, I think we have to to a certain extent. We've got to wait and see what happens. Obviously, like I think that ultimately. Some people are going to think that he's just going to be a full guy, but ultimately, he's a you know he's a professionally credible person because of where he's been working at the City Football Group. He's then they don't hire mugs like they might be a bunch of cheats in terms of how they sort their they do their money and stuff, but they don't they, they all the people that work for him are all good at what they do. Um, I, I I'm you know quite optimistic about the appointment personally. I have been since it was um, since it was announced. 
Okay, that do. So just just to stick with you for a second, um, to go back to what we were speaking about at the start, uh, expectations. Like, what is your what's your core expectation? Um, could just be one thing. What's your core? You might have several, but what's the core expectation you want from Tottenham uh, this season? Who me? Yeah. Um, I'd say what I've said for the last few weeks. All I all I want is playing playing good playing football in the way we want it to be seen. Attacking football, bit of flair. Um, I'm more about that than anything else this season. I'd say. Yeah, exactly that. I just want us to be playing. I want us to be able to see what's going on. Like we, can, do you know what I mean? We might lose a game, but we can. We know what the plan is and what we're trying to do, and that we're trying to win games in the right way. Yes. Um, and that's yep. and ultimately that's the Tottenham way. So I think Perfect. end of season expectations. I'd say as long as we get, I'd be really really happy with maybe a decent cup run. Uh, don't care if we win it, but top six um, and the football. That's that's what I want. Okay, and and Chris, to come back to you, are, are you happy with? I mean, do, do those sentiments resonate with you, just in terms of identity? And because the import, what I was trying to get at, at the beginning of the of the of, of the the episode, and I don't think I've probably I've made a yeah. I, I mean, look, I can't even articulate it now because I'm just <laughs> mumbling over my own thoughts. You know, is it enough? For a football club, in your from your perspective, is it enough for the board and the players and everyone else to be pushing in the right direction and doing everything they can possibly do? I know it's a big thing because we're not at that point now, but there's stepping stones, right? And there's momentum that takes you to those to those levels. Is that enough for you? Uh, considering it's it's literally day three for for Postacoglu, is it enough for you for us to be looking to regain? identity and just joy in going to watch Tottenham especially for you you go to home you go to home games you go to m- m- practically all the away games you don't tend to stay long at the away games <laughs> and hopefully that will change this season <laughs> so like where do you land with the whole expectation bit I think he's probably fortunate in that he's coming at a team where like you say, last year was, I mean, the football was horrendous. Everything everything about the club was horrendous. So he's coming in at a, at a base where if, if the football improves, you will get the fans on board. I do worry that, that he's, a, he's, a, he's a known slow starter and that might not that might hinder him with the fans. Um, but if you can get the transfers right, then... I still, I mean, I think I mentioned it on the last pod that we were only four wins off Champions League last year, um, and that was playing playing some of the worst footballing I've ever seen. So I still maintain that this Premier League is not a good league. But the standard of the players aren't that good. So if he can get the transfers right, and if and again, big if if Kane stays, right. And it, that's a good segue, mate. That's a good segue. Sorry to interrupt you because we're going to end yeah. the normal pod now. One of the things we're going to discuss in the in the extra part of the the, the pod is is this the toughest ever Premier League season incoming? Uh, we're also going to talk about the Poch legacy and why his legacy at Tottenham is dead. I, I think anyway, and and also just one or two other small little bits and pieces. Um, so thank you for downloading. Um, obviously. Episode one is going to be a long old season. We've got pre-season to get through. Uh, we've got more transfers to happen, hopefully. And then and then the football starts in August. 
cannot fucking wait if you ask me. So thanks for 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 listening. And uh, Dan and uh, Chris, if you want to say goodbye to to the uh, to the freeloaders, and then we will get on to the, the the patrons in a second. Yep. Cheers, everyone. Bye bye.